you or to me. It's absolutely amazing seeing everyone again. I mean, it feels like ages since we've had church, uh, and it's only been a two-week break, actually. Uh, well, Stefan, uh, he, I don't know who was with him for that last service. I think it was around about the 19th of December, and well done for you. Uh, Stefan had his first preach on, uh, on that Sunday as well, and apparently it worked very well because there's still people in church this morning, so it wasn't, it couldn't have been well, there's bad. Much, uh, there's, there's much more this morning. Yes, yes, there's actually more people than there was there, so, and it's absolutely lacquer. I know me and Eben, we've been speaking uh, quite a lot uh, uh, over the past few weeks, and uh, last week I, I, was, I went to bed perfectly fine, uh, the Saturday evening I was lacquer, and hereby, I think it was just after midnight, I started developing a fever, and man, I was sick. That Sunday morning at about 7 o'clock I managed to get to Leone because I was sleeping with, uh, with Linka that evening and I came to Leone and said listen you gotta, you gotta pull the plug on this morning there's just no way I will be able to go, come to church. So my apologies that we had to cancel last week. That was not omdat ek wil met julle lelik wees nie. Dit was noodgedwonge. En Stefan het nog lekker vakantie gaan hou so. Hy is die anders aan over die sound setup kan doen en wat weet hoe werk die alarm sy nie goed is en toe sê ons het jong cancel maar so, maar dit is daarom nou nie ons, uh, ons dinge sê. Ek het een woord wat ek vanmorgen rarig gevoel het en dit is actually ek sap nou twee weke om die woord. Uh, it's been on my, on my heart for two weeks because I, w- I wanted to preach it last week but the, th- the, the funny thing is, is from last week to this week quite a lot has changed. You know, I was, I was going to preach it in a whole different format and in a whole different context to what I wanted to do or what I ended up doing this morning. So I trust the Lord is in that as well. And this is one of those preachers that you can very easily ask me, what do you want us to do with this? Um, because it's so easy. Everybody who's got New Year's resolutions that they usually do this time of year. But this is the time of, of New Year's resolutions and usually we've got a type of a mind, frame of mind where we say we're going to do things differently or I'm going to start doing this and not do that or whatever. You know, it is at the back of your mind. Don't talk nonsense with me. So it is at the back of your mind. And so what happens is, is, is but New Year's resolutions often depend so much on you. It's, it's either self-discipline or it's something that you... And, and Al Ghermari, when we, we look at this, this, this preach this morning, Ghermari gave us a little uh, 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 gift. And for Leone she gave this. It says, happiness is an inside job. And I want to tell you, this preach of this morning is an inside job. This is not something that you're going to go out here with and say, this is something that I'm going to work on. This is something. What I'm looking for this morning is a response not to me and not to this word per such but a response to the Holy Spirit and a response to Jesus I really want to encourage you to when you listen to these things and there is maybe an area of conviction where the Holy Spirit says this is something that I want to change this year or this is something that I want to look into I want you to immediately flag it in your heart and say Holy Spirit I want to, I want to, I want to co- commit to you towards this thing because all of this is not things that you can change in yourself. All of these things has to come from Him being the source. Otherwise, it's just going to be a New Year's resolution and He's so by Martman, 
betuie ons hier by februari maand, dan vizel hy so uit, en dan eeuwiskielik, en het all gone again. Is that good? Yes. Alright. So, there's a few topics, and, and a lot, uh, uh, we went, we were in the privileged position to go to Stolbuy for two weeks, and it was absolutely amazing. So there's going to be some references and some pictures that's referring back to Stolbuy, but that's how the Lord talks to me. He uses things that happens, and then he talks to me through those things. So there's going to be a few references back to that. But the first thing the Lord said to me, for 2022, for this year, something that's going to be so crucial for myself and for us as a congregation and for us as individuals, is to follow Him. And the scripture that comes from that is is Matthew 16, verse 24. It says there, thanks Carla, it says there in, in Matthew 16, it says, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross, and then it says, follow me. And I want to kick it off this morning by saying that we, this year, and it's something that the Lord actually started last year already when we started talking about God wanted to do something new amongst us and create something, a, a different attitude and a different way of looking at church even and coming to church and what does He want to do in church and through me is that we're not following a set of rules. We're not following a, ba- a bunch of instructions that come out of the Bible. But we are following the person of Jesus and that's why when we did worship just now that's why we can't just sing songs together that's why our intention from the front why we will always try and say listen it's not about just saying the words it's about connecting to the person that you're saying them to you get me and that's what it's so important so we're kicking off this morning It's about following the person of Jesus. And that's going to be so crucial for this year. And that's something that we're constantly going to talk about and constantly going to be a theme of this year is following the person of Jesus. Not just His teachings. Not just His commandments. But following the person of Jesus. It's totally different from the church that we are used to. It's totally different from the religious church that a lot of us have grown up in. Following the person of Jesus is it's a lot more daunting as well. We're going to get to that as well just now. And you see, following, and that disciples had that privilege. The disciples physically followed Jesus. So what happened is, and I don't know who of you watched The Chosen. It's a, it's a, it's a series that they made about Jesus and His time on earth. And what is so, uh, 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 what, what stands out to me when I watch that, is the privilege that the disciples had of physically being in the presence, in the vicinity of Jesus physically. So following Him was not just an instruction in the Bible, it was something very practical for them. And the thing is, if they didn't follow Jesus physically, you know, seeing where He's going, they would not have known where the next town is, because He didn't always say, listen, we're going to Copernaum now, we're going to this place now, we're going to that place. He just said, follow me. And then they would follow Him. And it makes me feel, look so different at that scripture that we many times have even preached in this congregation. Proverbs 16 verse 19, look at this. It says, In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. And I want to tell you, how are we going to establish steps this year? Through following Jesus. Not just coming here and saying, this is the values. This is what a Josh Jenner should look like. 
If you want to be a member, this is what you should look like. You should do this, and you should do this, and you should do lift your hands when you sing and when you worship. That's not what we're going to do. We're going to establish our steps through following Jesus. Because it's going to be something that comes from within. And that's why we said happiness is an inside job. Following Jesus is going to be an inside job this year. It's not something that's going to be preached from the outside. It's something that I'm trusting for. That the Holy Spirit will change on the inside. Is that good? Like a man. I really felt in my heart of hearts that this year is going to be a year where Jesus wants to show different aspects of himself to those that's willing to follow him. And if you really click what I'm saying now, it's going to be so exciting for you. Because I realize again that so often we put Jesus in a box. We think this is who Jesus is. And, it, 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 and, and if you think that you're exempted of that, you're making a mistake. It happened to the Israelites, the Jews. And that's why they missed the gospel entirely. Because when Jesus came to earth, they thought he's going to be the next king of Israel. They thought he's going to set them free from Roman occupation and, 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 and almost wanted to say depression. So they had this specific box and mindset of this is who Jesus is. And they missed him completely. And I'm saying to you so often, so often we miss Jesus completely in our lives because we look at him from just one perspective. Jesus is the one that saves. And it's true. But it's not the only thing he does. Jesus is the one that I go to in the evenings to go on my knees and say, Jesus, I'm so sorry for the things that I did today. Because Jesus is the one that forgives me my sins. And he does that, but he doesn't only do that. And for this year, I'm hoping that we can take a little bit of a leaf from the Hebrews, from the, from the Jews. You know, Jews had like, a hundred different names for God. We call Him Lord and God and, and our provider. And, but the Jews had a whole spectrum. Uh, you can just put up that picture that they have there. And I don't want to look at the names. The names is not important. We're not Jews. So we don't stick to the names. We're not the Jewy, Jewy, Jewish Christians these days that, that look at this. But what is important to me is, is there's a, low, a lot more different aspects to God than just being a provider to you. Than just bringing a breakthrough to your life. I can see all the eyes going through the list. There's a lot more to Jesus Christ than just one or two different aspects that you may have, may have got to know up until now. Because a lot of times, and this is hard to the word, but it's, it's actually very honest. A lot of times our perspective and what we see and the character aspect of Jesus is determined because what I need. I need Him to be a provider now. And that's the way that I look at Him. I need Him to be my Savior. So that's why I'm looking at Him at that perspective. But have you ever thought of it that Jesus is also a commander-in-chief? He's also a general of an army. The Bible says he's also a lion. And then when he's coming back, he's coming to rule over this earth. Or over the new earth. The, 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 the. So there's a lot more 
to Jesus. I've seen, I've seen personally how Jesus also wants to set free. I've seen him over this past year and a half step into a room and bring freedom to a person that could not break free from something in her life. And that he comes and he drives out demons in that person to set that person free. There's aspects of Jesus that he wants to show you this year. What's your response going to be? Are you going to be open to that? Are you going to say, yes, Jesus? Yes, Lord. Maybe walking out in front now, but Stefan, yeah, I am walking out in front. I'm going to get to that now. The second question that, I, that the Lord asked me this, this December is what are you building? Who are you building for? And who are you building with? And this is super important that we listen to this in context and with balance. Because it's so easy when we talk about this topic to come with guilt and to say, listen, this, again, that thing, this is what a Christian should look like. And you need to spend five hours a week with the Lord. And if you don't have morning time with the Lord, then you're going to be condemned. And you can never walk in what the Lord has for you if you don't do this, 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 and this. It's so easy for, especially for us that's in ministry, that, I can, that you can look at me and say, Yo, if, I, if, if I don't look like Willem, then God can never use me. Then I'm never building kingdom with Him. If I don't look like this, then I can never be something in the kingdom. So easy that that happens. But this morning, I don't want to, I don't want to tune into the guilt part of that. I want to tap into the fact to show you and remind you that you have an inheritance that you need to work for on this earth. God has got a plan to bless you with something that is not meant for this lifetime, but to bless you for what comes after this lifetime. But the problem is, it is determined by what you do here, for Him, with Him, and through you. Do you agree with me? 1 Corinthians 3 says the following, If anyone builds on this foundation using, and this is on Jesus, Silver, costly stones, wood, hay and straw. Their work, work will be shown for what it is because the day will bring to light. That's what Jesus is going to do. Yeah? He's, going to be, he's going to be in that day. It will be revealed by fire and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. Each person, not just mine. worship leader. Nou wil ek vir jou vraag, is jy in die werk? Is jy in die werk? En ek sê het nie met skuldgevoel nie. Ek sê, kom ons tap in, ons respond vir oog aan die Jesus toe. It says here, if what he has built survives, the builder will receive a reward. If it is burned up, the builder will suffer loss, but yet will be saved even though as one escaping through the fire. In other words, it's important for us to remember this as well. Your inheritance doesn't mean that you be, just because you didn't do all the things that God wanted for you 
and had on his heart to do for him that you will be either saved or lost. The Bible says you will still be saved. But there's a heart of the Father that's sitting up in heaven and he's got things prepared for us. Man. It's almost like Father Christmas, you know, and he wants to gift us with the most beautiful rewards. And he's got a picture of a Justin that he said, listen, I've got this piece of land up in heaven. I want him to come and rule on my behalf when he comes to heaven for all eternity over this piece of land. That's what the Father's heart is. But he knows that he, he needs to work something in him. He needs to work faithfulness in Justin in this lifetime. He needs to work character in his heart in this lifetime. He needs to work faith and trust in his heart in this lifetime so that he can be faithful in eternity. In that what God has wanted trust in him. Do you get that? That's what inheritance is about. And I don't want any of us to miss out on that. <coughs> it says, and my mom just said that, why are we so grateful to the Lord for why did he save you? And 1 Peter says that, we said, there is none like you because you saved me out of this and out of that and out of this. And 1 Peter 1 says the following, so important. It says in verse 18, for you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life that you inherited from your ancestors. Don't walk from one empty life before you got saved into the next empty life after you got saved. There's a lot more that God has for this life planned for you that is full of promise, full of purpose. And the old life is full of emptiness. And again, I want to bring some balance to this. Because for 20 years, I was in this, in this thing in my own heart. Well, not for 20 years, it was earlier in my life. That I thought the only way that you can build kingdom is if you are in full-time ministry for the Lord. The only way that you can work for God is when you do full-time. And I remember I was 19 years old and I already started studying and I wanted to leave my studies and pursue being a, becoming a pastor. Because I had this, this thought that this is the only way to serve God. But God showed me that He can even send you into the marketplace into a job, into a full-time job, and still be of great use in the kingdom for Him. There's a lot more ways that you can serve God, not just in full-time ministry. And it's time that we realize that. It's time that we realize that. But, what are you building? What are you building? What is your main focus? Is it your kingdom that you're building? Is your job the only thing that matters? Is it your main priority? Or is it the basic? Is that something that is also part of your life? Because that's where the crux always lies. That's where the balance lies. My life revolves around Jesus. And He's blessed me with a work in order to provide for my family. My life revolves around Jesus. And I love watching sport. But that's not my first love. You get that? What is the main thing? Where's the main focus? That is where the balance lies. And I think so often the things of this world becomes our main focus and in church becomes the second thing. The things of the kingdom becomes the, the supplementary thing. 
And then I talk with people and I see, oh, there's so much calling on this guy's life. There's so much calling on this girl's life. Wherever she's working, I'm not talking about full-time ministry. I'm talking about where God wants to use in that. But I can see the things of this world has captured her heart. And that's where the balance lies. I want to show you a picture. And you can skip the picture there, uh, this next one, you can go see the one after that. Yeah. This was uh, me and Vian on, on, on the, on, in Stolby. And it was one of the, that moment did something in my heart. When it comes to building kingdom with Jesus. Vian was building on his own, he had his little own thing going, he was building. I came to him and said, what mark is he but it was this little thingy majiggy that he basically with little hands, man. And he was taking the sand and he was putting it on top and he was building a tour. And I and I and I said, Vian, Vian, will you meet Papa Yes. His eyes lit up. And I started helping him. I started building with him. And you know what the beautiful thing was? At some point. He says, oh, Papa, is mooi. At some point, his heart changed and he wasn't building his own touring anymore. His Papa's touring where he was started building. Because I was doing all the heavy lifting. All of that, all of that sand was, was me. I was scooping up the big amounts. And the thing is, it did something for him. He got so frustrated with his little handfuls of sand trying to pull pilot on me. And the minute that I came and I got big gulps of, of, of sand and I piled it on. Oh man, something happened to him. And he said, wow, there's some momentum going here. And he piled it on and he said, oh, Papa's a touring is mooi. Papa's a touring is mooi. And you know what the beautiful thing? Oh, now I'm still getting emotional. You know what the beautiful thing is of my heart again, of the Father's heart is? After, after we did building, I took little Vian and I said, Vian, do you want to sit on my touring? I said, yes. And I took him and I placed him onto the touring. And as the water started pulling in, the tide coming in, he was sitting on top of his touring. Man, he felt like the king of the world. And that's how our father works. That's how our father works. He wants to build with you. He don't want to just look at you building. He wants to build with you. And then when you finish building, he wants to give you this momentum of building with him. He wants to give you the added advantage of empowering you with big heaps of sand when he builds with you. And then when he finishes building, he wants to give you the tower. Isn't that amazing? He wants to give you the tower. He doesn't have to. He could have said, thanks man, this is my tower now. But he wants to share that tower with you. And that's what inheritance is all about. And I'm Andre. I'm Andre, but you're not um, Andre, I want to I single him out this year. Andre has walked many roads this past year and a half since he's joined us. And there was a lot of ups and downs in Andre's life. He struggled at times with substances and he struggled at times to come to a break of really devoted to the Lord. And um, Andre, I'm going to be skinned out of There was something here. Come on, sit down, Andre. He didn't know I was coming, it was New Year's Day, it was the 2nd of, of Jan. He didn't know, no, it was the 1st of Jan. <coughs> and 
I needed to go and pick up some keys for my dad's place. And um, Andre didn't know I was coming. And everything in him used to. Um, Andre, you know, 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 so he had any opportunity to do whatever he wanted without any one of us knowing. So if anything in his life was doing it for show, was doing it just so that we may think that he's still on the road for promotion within the church or whatever, if his faithfulness was about being seen, he would have drank that day. He would have been far gone that day. And I can't explain to you what happened in my own heart as I stopped in front. I was actually on, on the way to a lady that stays just a, 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 a house down the road. But I stopped in front of his house and I looked and I said, Lord, I don't know what I'm going to find. But I'll never forget, I, I, I stopped in front and Andre was sitting there and the guys was drinking around him, but he was brying Luna. He was brying some chicken. And he just had this, this vrijmoedigheid. Um, in his heart, boldness, because he knew he didn't have a drink. And he got up from where he was sitting and he walked over to me and he said, Will you it with your man? It is so good to see you. And he was, and, and, I, and I, as he was did that, I saw something. And I want to tell you, Andre, there's an inheritance because you are faithful, not to me, not to anybody sitting here, but because you are faithful to the eyes of Jesus that's on your life. And to the plans and the purposes that Jesus has for you. I'm telling you, your inheritance is going to be discovered this year. Your inheritance is going to be discovered this year. And the same with you, Demi. Your inheritance, you're going to see your inheritance pop up this year. Amen. And your purposes is going to be revealed to you this year. Because there's something clicked in you last year. There was something in you that said, listen, I don't care what my, 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 my health says. I don't care what the doctor says. I'm going to be faithful to what God has called me to. And I'm so excited for each person in this place. Ibn said it outside in the prayer meeting. He said, I want to come to a place where I can come to church and where I can start giving. And I'm going to tell you, Ibn, if you're going to, if you're going to be stick to that word, not to the New Year's resolution of that word, but to the fact that God is calling you towards that. I'm going to tell you, you're going to reach your, you're going to find your inheritance in this year. And each one of us. Okay. We're building towers. I've got two ones there. The third one is, and I'm not going to linger long on that. It's got a strange title. It's called Dress for Success. I want you guys to dress for success this year. What does it mean? Now I want to use Stefan as an example. Last, for the past year and a half, every time when I ask Stefan, Stefan, I feel on my heart that Jesus wants to use you to do this. His first words is yes. Then he only hears what it is that I want to ask him what he wants to do. His first words is always yes. There's something that's, that happened in Stefan that Stefan is always willing to do what Jesus wants. He wasn't like this. I'm talking about the past year and a half. I don't know what happened to him. I don't know when the Holy Spirit worked it in him. But I see it in him. 
And there's something in his heart, and I rem- it reminds me of myself. There was a time in my life where anything that happened to, and had to do with the Lord, we were there. If we knew Jesus was going to be there, we were there. I don't even know why I'm going, I was going to be there. When we joined Joshua, there were so many opportunities for us. Then there was this course happening in Somerset West. Then there was this course happening. Then there was church plant course. Look where I am today. We planted a church. And I'm telling you, that's an attitude of the heart. It's something that you need to come and respond to the Lord and say, Lord, I don't want to work it in myself, but I want you to dress me for success. Because you know what? There's going to be a time when most of us is going to start participating in the kingdom in this congregation. I'm telling you now, there's going to be a time when there's going to be a lot more people in this, in this little hall here. <coughs> where maybe, maybe, we're going to have multiple meetings and we have to have two meetings. And then the Lord is going to start using some of us in places of leadership and in places of, of giving of yourself. And then, if you weren't dressed for success, if you weren't attending the training times, if you didn't allow the Holy Spirit to equip your, you, you will not be able to participate in the way that God wants you to, to participate. And if you don't participate, you're going to miss out on your inheritance in the life after this one. And I'm telling you now, if my job is this this year, it's for you to reach your full potential that you have in Jesus Christ. It is looking inside of you and seeing the gift that inside of you. If I'm going to be the only one preaching in front here Sunday after Sunday, if my dad is going to be the only one that, that needs worship Sunday after Sunday, we're doing something wrong. Alright. Just show that picture quickly. Oh, sorry. I could never... I, I, I went to stop by again. And I could never participate. Listen here. I could never participate in the sea like all the other people that's there because I'm so skinny. I used to get cold in the water after three minutes. Ask my sister that, that, and my brother. I could never. I would always. I could never participate in what was planned for the day, the activities of the day. Because I wasn't dressed properly for my skinniness. So then, this year, look at that. <laughs> this year, the water was exceptionally cold in Stolby. And me and my mom, we looked at each other and we said, listen, we're going to the surf shop. And this year, we're going to buy ourselves a wetsuit. And I don't care if I'm the only Western Cape at Farley's there. Because the, the, the guys from Gauteng, they've learned it now. A wetsuit is the way to go. But then the guys ask you, where are you from? You're also from Gauteng. I say, no, 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 I'm from the Western Cape. I'm taking you. No, wetsuit. You know? But this year, I bought myself a wetsuit. And you know what the beautiful thing was? This year, the coldness of the water didn't phase me. The wind that usually blows in Stolby didn't phase me. Nothing that Stolby threw at us phased me to participate. And my heart for each one of you is this year, is that nothing will keep you from participating in what God has for you in this year. So, 
if there's going to be times of, of equipping and training times in the bigger Josh Gen, if there's going to be opportunities where a new community is starting up and I come to you and I say, listen man, I feel in my heart that God wants to use you in leadership. I feel in my heart that God wants to use you as a community leader. My heart is not just because I need the numbers. My heart is for you to reach whatever God has for you in this year. Amen. I promise you that. The last one is about discernment. And I feel this is something prophetic for this year. That I felt that God laid on my heart. And I'm sorry I'm taking a lot longer than I thought. Oh no, no, not too bad. 30 minutes. I'm doing well, man. I thought I was at 45. Yes, I'm doing well. I'm going to clock this one under 40 minutes. I need to go. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm landing now. I'm going to do an Andrew thing. I'm going to land this thing for the next half an hour. <laughs> discernment. Discernment 2022. It's going to be so important for us to discern. I had a chat with Dion this year. And I was praying just over them and for them and with them uh, over December. And the Lord showed me how He's teaching Dion this year to discern. What is discernment? Let me ask you this. What is discernment? Who knows what discernment is? Discernment is this. Let me, let me read it to you this. Discernment is the, the decision-making process in which an individual makes a discovery that can lead to future, future action. But I want to add something to this. This is just the, the dictionary. This is not the spiritual one. I want to say that discernment is following Jesus, as we said earlier. It's being dressed for success, as we said earlier. It's being in, in, in the right place at the right time. And then looking at Jesus, uh, at Jesus, as Jesus said, you remember that scripture where he says, I do nothing if I don't see my Father in heaven doing it. That's what discernment is. Discernment is being in front of any situation that comes up this year. Whether it be a challenge, whether it be something that spiritually is happening to you, whether it be on a Sunday morning here in front where the Holy Spirit is leading us and we need to figure out where is the Holy Spirit leading us into this morning. That's what discernment is. Is having your ears on God's chest, on Jesus' chest and saying, Lord, what do you want to say about this situation? What do you want to say in this time? What do you want to say in this? And discernment is going to be so important because you know what? We all have defaults again. We all have defaults. And whenever a specific situation comes our way, we always have something that we fall back on. A certain way of discerning, of thinking, this is how this thing works, and this is how the Lord always works. And I'm telling you now, there's, there's a time coming, and although it's true, although it's true, it's, it's true, yeah? There's a time coming where we just can't say that God is in control. He is in control. But there's a time coming in the end times when there's going to be false prophets. When there's going to be different things being spoken out there. Where we need to discern and not just be passive in our walk with the Lord. And say God is in control. Although it's true, although we serve a sovereign God. There's also something of me, and I'm going to show you that just shortly. Just shortly. 
Proverbs 3 verse 5 says the following. Trust the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make your paths straight. Now I want to ask you this. The process of acknowledging Christ, is that just declaring with my life that God is in control? No. No. When it says here in this specific scripture, and it says here this specific, in all your ways acknowledge Him. It talks about walking with Him. It talks about checking in with Him to say, Lord, this way that I'm walking now, is this your way for this specific situation? And not just saying that everything that happens to me in 2022 is of the Lord. Please, it's so important because I hear a lot of us that has come to this place in our lives that everything that happens is of the Lord. And I feel that it's going to be something that's so important for us to start discerning. Do you feel that everything that happens of you is of the Lord? Let me just take you quickly. We're going to skip the Ephesians word quickly. Go to... Um, Go to, sorry, 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 because I hear you honestly. Yeah, 1 Thessalonians uh, 2. It's the very last scripture, the last page. There you go. Look at this, what Paul says here. Paul says here, for we wanted to come to you, certainly I, Paul did it again and again, but Satan blocked our way. So there's going to be instances where something blocks your way, and if the thing is, Paul didn't, Paul didn't end up going. Because we always assume that if there's an open door, God is in it. If there's an open door, it has to be God. And it's not always the case. <coughs> what we also think is, is that if maybe I've hit a brick wall, maybe there's something that is hindering me, I'm, I'm looking for a breakthrough, then we all, sometimes we just assume that that is God working. This is the way that God works with me. This will figure out its own way. And meantime, it's Satan that's blocking something, that's blocking a way. So I'm telling you that it's so important. And we're looking at the previous scripture, 2 Corinthians 2. Now look at the opposite of that. This is also Paul saying, it says, Now when I went to Troas to preach the gospel of Christ, and found that the Lord had opened a door for me. You see that there's sometimes... God opens doors and there's sometimes where the, where the enemy closes a door. So there's constant working around us. And it is time that we ask the Lord, Lord, where are you in this situation? And not just assume that it's either the enemy or Jesus. This is the same issue that we get covered. Oh, that's it. It's a square It's so important for us to realize that. That sometimes God opens doors, but not every time. Sometimes there are circumstances when the enemy blocks the door, it remains shut. And it doesn't matter how much you try, it remains shut. Paul never ended up going because it remained shut because the enemy blocked it. And there's going to be times, and it was with Leonie, it was like that. There were certain things in Leonie's life where she could not reach breakthrough. There were certain things in her mind where she always thought the same way about this thing, and the same thing about this thing. 
and the enemy blocked some things and only when she came to a, to a place of being delivered from things that were working in her then she got through a breakthrough so there's going to be different circumstances this year the scripture just before that uh, uh, Carla the second thing is are you aware of the enemy's schemes in your life because again we so often just assume that anything that happens in my life is of God we so easily assume that anything that Stephen Furtick says or the guy that is on YouTube that everything that comes out of his mouth is true and we stop discerning with the Lord and with our leaders sometimes what comes in here and comes in here and I'm telling you 2022 is going to be a year where we need to learn to discern what is going on around us and what is coming inside our two ears. It says, 1, 2 Corinthians 2, it says, Anyone you forgive, I also forgive, and what I have forgiven, if there's anything to forgive. And then he says this, I have forgiven in the sight of Christ Jesus. But then he says here, In order that Satan might not outwit us. Look at the divorce point. Do you believe that Satan has the ability to outwit you, to outmaneuver you, to outscheme you? That's why Jesus has put you in a family. That's why it's so important that for 2022, if you find yourself in a church where there's not healthy leadership, where there's not oversight, where there's no apostolic input into the leadership that's in front, where it's this man of God thing, where the guy that is standing in front, he dictates everything. When you're in that position, run. And go and find a healthy church. If it happens in here, you run. Or you come to one of the people and you say, listen, there's problems. You understand what I'm trying to say? Because Satan has schemes. And you're going to need every person that God has placed. You're going to need every leader that God has placed in your life to tap into them. To make sure that you are not outwitted in your own life. And you don't fall for the schemes. It says, for we are not unaware of his schemes. Don't be unaware of his schemes in this year. And I'm telling you, a lot of you, a lot of you have made so much progress. Has picked up so much momentum in your, in your walk with the Lord over the last year and a half. Don't be unaware that Satan wants to come and rob and steal what the Lord has placed in your heart in this year. Is that good? Yeah. Alright, I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it there. I want to pray for us. And I want the response this morning.